Hey, mother. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to Yippie Kai Mother Podcast. Here we are. I'm Ralph Quartucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy, and this is my wife, Deborah Galore. <laughs> I'm Hassan Hassan. I'm Quatrucci, John Quatrucci. Oh, and as you can see, we can't really surprise anybody. We get backgrounds, we get all kinds of stuff. Sean has brought us a movie from 1964 he asked us to watch. Some of us have seen it already, some of us haven't. Uh, I'm going to show a quick little preview. I don't want to show the whole three-minute preview because it goes on forever. Three-minute trailer, wow. Three-minute trailer. I call it previews, but I guess it's trailer, right? Well, um, So let me see. We'll do this. You guys see that? Oh, yeah. I do, I do. Okay, here we go. Stop. Look. He's gunning for trouble. Double O seven. It spells... Shocking. He's the idol of every woman. Who are you? Bond. James Bond. The envy of every man. The nemesis of the treacherous Mr. Goldfinger. Music. Uh, all right before we uh, oh, i gotta stop it i was there getting we. really hooked there yeah uh, you were in with the with the old lady with the machine gun i'm telling you cool. what all right listen i i need to remind everybody the genesis of this podcast right originally it was that sean and i were going to bring on movies from our past to share with some of our millennial people that we worked with and our friends with and it's kind of evolved into just, you know, we, we each one of us brings a movie and we either defend the movie, we talk about the movie, we explain where we were when we saw the movie, and we ask everybody to watch the film, and then we all comment. That's what we're doing. And so, whoever's available shows up. And whoever's available. We yeah. have a rotating crew cast of characters that come on with a few of us that are here all the time. Hassan, and welcome back. Comments on Twitter or YouTube could probably get on too. Yeah, and we we ask people to subscribe and like and Hit the uh, notification even, button. We've even put out the word that if you see a movie or you want us to do a movie, we might even ask you to be on the show. If anyone's actually watching, we'll find that out as uh, as we go on. So today's movie obviously is Goldfinger. Sean Paul Murphy has brought that to the table. We call it the table because we used to do this around a pool table. Yeah. <laughs> so. We like to keep a few of our things intact. So, Sean, go for it. Well, Goldfinger is um, the third James Bond theatrical feature. It was previously a made-for-TV movie. But this is the third feature. It's based on the seventh Ian Fleming, no Fleming novel called Goldfinger, same title. And to me, this film is James Bond. You know, this is the third film, but this is where it all clicked. The previous film, first one was Dr. No, which was kind of perfunctory. If you look at it, it doesn't really have the sense of humor that you would find in the later films. Um, and then it's followed by, um, it was followed by From Russia with Love, which is a pretty straightforward and realistic spy thriller. It's really one of the better James Bond movies, too. But Goldfinger 
is is where it, where it all came together. The plot is somewhat absurd. The characters are larger than life. You know, James Bond develops a sense of humor. This is where we get the um, all the um, jokes after, like, we'll kill someone. You know, um, I would say this is the first rapey one, but nah, he was still <laughs> he was still rapey through all of them. You know, so um, if you love James Bond, it's because of this film. And if you hate James Bond, it's because of this film. <laughs> now, let me just give a brief review of the plot. It starts off with a kind of um, a pre-title sequence, which were not that common previously. Now lots of films have them. I wouldn't say Bond was the first people to have an action um, pre-title sequence, but, you know, they, they always do them now. And um, so, you know, it was kind of perfunctory until the first real touch that shows this James Bond. He was in a, um, what's it, what do you call a scuba diving outfit? Yeah, with a... Uh... The yeah. duck on his head. Duck on yeah, his with head. a duck on his head. And he goes and he blows up a, um evil facility. But when he takes the scuba diving thing off, he's wearing a tuxedo. That scene, to me, sums up the new James Bond. And um, in this and plot... He, weren't the barrels, didn't the barrels have the word nitro on the side? Is that the yeah, ones well, he blew up? And yeah. he squeezed that, yeah, okay. Yeah, of course. How would you, not, how would you know it was nitro, wasn't it? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Thank God he only attacks um, people who speak English. Right. Because you know, if it was a nitro written in Russian, <laughs> it would be lost. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> so he eventually locks horns with um, Eric Goldfinger, a rather obvious name for a guy who's obsessed with gold. He's a gold smuggler, and he has a plot to basically disable the gold in um, Fort Knox. In the book, they were actually going to steal the gold. But in the um, in the movie, they're going to set off a nuclear device in Fort Knox, which will render the American gold reserve unusable, and gold, which would benefit the communist Chinese, and it would also um, enrich Goldfinger's um, reserve of gold. And Bond has to do it. In this case, there's a really this is the first pretty good kind of jokey um, henchman with odd job, a Korean with a lethal bowler hat with a um, blade underneath of it. And in the book, he was dealt with qu- quite racially, you know, in a prejudiced way, less so in the movie. But, um, you know, and it has the great, you know, there were Bond girls before this, but none named Pussy Galore, you know, and Dink, you know. So you're starting to get everything, you know, all the sexism, all the male privilege, all the white privilege that you would expect in a, in a um, film at a time. And it's all wrapped up here in one package called Goldfinger. And would you like me to read the uh, beginning of our Ebert review? He reviewed this. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, this was a, it was not at the time. I, he was probably in the seventh grade. But here's what he wrote later. Not every man would like to be James Bond, but every boy would. In one adventure after another, he saves the world, defeats bizarre villains, and gets to play with neat gadgets and seduces or seduced by stupendously sexy woman, women. This attribute, this attribute appeals less to boys younger than 12. He is a hero, but not a bore. Even faced with certain death, he can cheer himself by focusing instead on the possibility that first he might get lucky. He's obsessed with creature comforts, a, a trial to his superiors, 
a sophisticated knob material things and able to parachute into enemy territory and be wearing a tuxedo five minutes later. When it comes to movie spies, 007 is a full service, one-stop shopping. So I think that kind of sums up James Bond. It's funny. I didn't even read that review, and I, I thought to myself, this is a, 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 a character made for 13-year-old boys. Hey, it's John Kennedy liked him, too. Oh, okay, he yeah, was, was a 13-year-old boy at one time, too, okay? And he <laughs> probably lived the life that this guy lived. So, Hassan, yeah. did you... You saw the movie. We just give a little re- give a little recap of how you felt. We don't want to rate it yet. We have a new rating system. You haven't been here. I don't know if you heard. We don't do yellow barrels yeah, anymore. No one has any idea what we think till we get to that. Right. So it's so, either so, yeah. We're you don't give anything away. Hassan. You don't have to do it now. We'll tell you the rating system when it happens. Just give me a little one minute, uh, one or you know, thirty second synopsis of what you thought of the movie. No pressure. Um, hey, but Hassan, no, this is I the first was... time you saw it, though. Yeah, You've this never is seen my this very before. first time watching it. And uh, I thought it was definitely very ridiculous, uh, completely absurd. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was wild how he pulled off all those outfits. Yeah. He's the first one to rock the rompims. The what? The romper? The onesie. The romper. Oh, that thing when he's with yeah. the woman on the balcony? That was hot. Yeah, no one can pull that like, one put that on just <laughs> casually. I thought it was, yeah, I thought that was a woman's thing he was putting on. <laughs> the blue thing with the shorts. Yeah, and the, in the pool. Yeah. yeah. Whatever Bond wears is completely masculine. Yeah. Okay. Again, 13-year-old boy. So, okay. Are you saying you liked it or didn't like it? I, I kind of... I thought we weren't supposed to say. Well, you can tell things you liked about it. You don't have to rate it yet. We'll probably uh, figure it out. Hassan, it's very free form now. Yeah. Okay, so just go with it. <laughs> oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, no, I liked it. I thought, I thought it was... Uh, Wild, but it was everything that I heard of James Bond. You now, Hassan, you grew up in Egypt. Was James Bond a thing in Egypt? How old were you when you came over no, here? we had uh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, Texas, there you go. Yeah. And Ch- Jackie, uh, Chan, right? Jackie Chan? Yeah, and Jackie Chan. Yeah. Okay. My two right, well, there you go. So, John, obviously. Well, John is, John, I can't say. You need to review at the end of this one. I can't say if I really it. liked it or not. I hated it. But I guess I kind of liked it. So sad. That's my... That's my Aston Martin DB95 official. Yeah. With what eject- does that thing do? What does it do? With ejector seat. Ah. Got all the little gadgets. Uh, I love this movie because this is where James Bond really, the template for James Bond movies was this movie. Even the teaser. Uh, the other movies had teasers, but this one, Guy Hamilton called it a mini movie. It was completely unrelated to the rest of the plot. They didn't do that before. And they started doing it going forward in almost all of them. Not all of them, but almost all of them. The one-liners, this was the first time they did that. And that we, that's because Sean Connery wanted that. And now everybody does it. And you talked about the scene where he got out of the wetsuit and is wearing the tuxedo. And the duck. Remember True Lies? Yes. It ripped that scene completely off, right? A lot of people did that too, though. That's not... Okay, but because of this... I understand. This is the OG. So to me, first of all, let me say this... Uh, I love all the Bond movies. James Bond, Sean Connery is James Bond. He's the best. He's my favorite. Uh, even Daniel Craig, who I really like, they turn those movies into the Bourne movies. Very similar to the Bourne movies. Not like the original uh, Bond movies. And uh, so I, I love this movie. I love, the, I love the characters. They're all over the top. Um, I love the time period. But, but again, uh, 
this was the one that started it all. And I think a big part of it was Guy Hamilton because he didn't direct the first two. That was Terrence Young. Uh, and he really put his – like Q. That's the first time they showed Q Branch with all, the, with all the gadgets inside there. And he also got the actor who played it really straight in the second movie. He gave him the direction that whatever Bond says to you, I want you to be annoyed. And that's how he played it for the rest of his career, and that was funny. Even that line he says, uh, uh, I never joke about my work, yeah. 007. That's a line he kept on using. So to me, I love this. This is my favorite Bond movie because this is the one that really started the James Bond thing, the template. So that's why I love this movie. I guess we know his review. Now, Debbie. Yeah. I you're, the like- lone, you're the lone female in the group today. Okay, I saw this movie when it, what year did it come out? 64. 64. Well, I was very young, so I was uh, nine. She's a millennial. You didn't see it when you were nine, right? (laughs) But when uh, it first came out, I wasn't able to see it because there was an age requirement. So I remember seeing it on some kind of, I think it was the, I don't know what it, where, how I saw it, but I saw it shortly after, you know, probably when I was about 15 or so. And um, it had a lot of sex in it, you know, with the, the uh, cavalier attitude towards this, you know, the girl and the gold, uh, painted gold. And there was a rumor going around saying that uh, that girl died making that movie. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah. It might have been a, one of those things because they didn't, they, they, they had to leave a little hole in her back. They didn't. Was, you know? No, they didn't leave a little hole in her back. She suffocated. Skin no, suffocation. No, she didn't suffocate. <laughs> That's what, that was going around when the movie came out. Right. Yeah, yeah. so then it became very, you know, sort of really, uh, a, you know, like a snuff film, I guess. In my, my 15-year-old brain, you know, I didn't know such a thing, but... Um, yeah, there was a lot of dangerous things happening in that movie, and uh, but I do like Sean Connery the best. Besides Daniel Craig, you know he's the new. But different, right? Very different. Because he's blonde, and the Bourne thing. Uh, the connection is that he's blonde, and the Bourne thing, you know. Well, also the action, the way the action. Bourne scene. Yeah, I see the. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Roger Moore was he a dirty blonde? Wasn't he dirty blonde? No. He was very dirty, dirty, dirty. Roger Moore had no idea the blonde thing was a Bond thing. No, blonde Bond is tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah. Right. Actually, and, uh, but Daniel Craig, they went a different. The author Ian Fleming wanted David Niven. Yeah. He thought he was Bond. That's who mm. he envisioned as Bond. And then and Niven once, did that other one. Yeah. Casino Royale. Uh, but that was Casino. after. That was after. Uh, was it after this one? Yes. Sixty-seven, wasn't it? Yeah, sixty-seven. Yeah. That was so, kind of a summer of love type movie. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but then he said after I actually after I think it, he died a month before this movie came out. Ian Fleming, he said, uh, seeing Sean Connery, he said he was the perfect Bond after seeing Sean Connery in it. So all the Bond movies after this are this ridiculous, and uh, also have awful well, female <laughs> character names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. This started absolutely. It. This was literally the OG of this. This started yeah. all that wow. stuff. This was Debbie. the template for the rest of the Bond movie. Anything else, Debbie? Well, uh, I think that this movie was just uh, you know the way things used to be in those days, with the man being very 
cavalier and that was a sexual what do you mean those days thing. all the women went crazy for you know that was de- it was definitely a movie of its time oh. yeah definitely <laughs> well, i mean what i mean it is so that doesn't make it was i thinking you know like um that's kind of a cold he was kind of cold and i mean they took life and death but i guess ian fleming was from that um situation you know but heavier but was that his ideal of what he wanted or did he actually act like that well he was a spy Fleming Fleming was a spy oh yeah and so was either Saltzman or Broccoli one of them one of the producers as well maybe both of them you know so they both had they all had it's they all had intelligence it's the kind of spy they wanted to be I'm sure if you've seen that what's a ticker tailor taint what is that one yeah, yeah, Ticker Taylor Tape Parade. That, yeah. That's a spy movie. Tinker, where Taylor, Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. Great movie. I love the movie, but it's a very, you know, they're like businessmen. Very right. straight. Which I'm is sure probably, Fleming, probably what espionage is really like, more like right. that. But Ian Fleming Bond. wanted to be like Bond. Right. Well, I tell you, the books are different. Like um, our former guest, Lee Bonner, the director who was on for um, that thing you do, he loves the James Bond books and rereads them constantly. But he doesn't like the movies. He feels the movies are too jokey. But the books are the books are more serious. But but I mean even the even the Connery joking wasn't like what they ended up doing with Roger Moore. Yeah. Roger Moore was was much less serious. Like I always felt like I you know, license to kill, right? Yeah. Like Sean Connery, you could see doing that. Roger Moore, you really couldn't see doing that. Yeah. He just seemed too much of a gentleman. Where Connery seemed like when he needed to get fierce, he would get like those fight scenes. The the one with Robert Shaw and from Russia with Love, yeah. And the one with Odd Job, those are great fight scenes. Yeah, pretty brutal. Right. Okay, it's my turn now. Okay. Oh wait. Okay. Well, Ralph, what do you think about it? I, here's what I think about it. <clears throat> the the difficulty I'm having with our podcast is, I cannot rewatch these movies in the time in the mind frame that I should be watching these movies when entertainment must have been. People must have been starving for entertainment to, 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 for this stuff to be <laughs> as popular as it was. I mean, I just can't get over it. Now, the first, movie, the first Bond movie I can remember seeing at a movie theater was Diamonds Are Forever with Jill St. I think John. I saw, that was the first one I saw. Okay. His last real one. Right. Yeah. With the two, there's two killer guys that drop a scorpion in the yeah. back. And some guy freaked me out. And she was gorgeous in the movie. And I was, it was 74, I think that came out. So I would have been 12, 13 years old, um, which two I think this old. is, um, what's that? You'd been two years old because you're a, um, you're a Gen uh, X. I'm a, I'm a fake. Uh, I'm not a fake. I'm a, you know, uh, whatever, forget it. It doesn't matter. We keep bringing this up. Go it on. Matter. I look young. Um, not really. <laughs> I just can't get myself in the mindset because I watched this movie. Now, I, now, having said that, there are scenes that are indelible in my mind. Him getting sucked out of the, the, the window at the end of the movie. Obviously, the laser beam up the crotch scene where, you know, he does his famous line. Uh, there are scenes in this movie, Odd Job. I thought Odd Job was in every one of these Bond movies. I didn't realize this was the only one he was in because that's indelibly in my head. So I must have seen this on TV, okay, as an eight-year-old kid. But as a person my age watching this now, and John called me woke because I'm looking at all these women that he's just taking their hand and, you know, he's done with them or he turns them around and they get shot or hit in the head or whatever. Oh, wait a minute. She was setting them up to be killed. 
So the one where he looks in the eyeball and the guy, yes, the guy. I believe she, treating them equally. She deserves. Yeah. Not I just the crap. Listen, I know it's a classic. I understand it's the original. It sent Bond on the path Not of all Bond. the stuff it did. What's that? All spy movies. Not all spy movies. A lot of spy Not movies. Matt Helm, Helm. Flint. Yeah, Matt well, Helm. Flint. Yeah, and well, Austin Man Powers. from Uncle. Yes, I mean everything is a derivative of this. Okay, I'll, I'll grant you that. So obviously it's a classic. But looking at it, you look at the two, all the green screen stuff that's going on in there. Just the, the amount of suspension of disbelief <clears throat> that I have to put myself through to get in the mindset that this is a great movie, just I don't understand it. I'm probably wrong. I know Spielberg loves these movies, even bought an Aston Martin because of his love of this movie, of these movies. I, I, it just, it, it amazes me. Now, again, the gold painted woman, obviously that's indelible in my head. Iconic. Iconic, a lot of a lot of iconic stuff going on in this film, and you can see how it spread it out through the rest of the Bond films, right up until Daniel Craig. Some of that stuff is even peppered in that. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that I remember from my childhood that I've seen, like through countless TV shows, and I had never seen this movie yet. So, like the laser right. table, the gold woman, all that too. It's, it's all like in there. Like it's up in there. From- yeah. No, Mr. Bond. What's the line? No, John, do the line for me, please. Oh, my God. You expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. Right. <laughs> That's used everywhere. The best quip All in any time. Bond film. Classic. And it's not given by Bond. Okay, but let's right. be honest. As a film, okay, yeah. James Bond spends 45 to 50 minutes of this movie in a jail cell doing nothing. Not eating. He's just sitting there. <laughs> I, I, first of all, I challenge that premise. That what, that he, he was in a cell? 50 minutes in a jail cell. Oh, I he does that one thing. Yeah, okay. right. Not a jail yeah, cell. What do you mean? He, what, he, what, are you, what are you questioning? He, you mean captured. Okay, he's captured. Is that what you mean? Handcuffed until he needed he to get under the, 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 the Fort Knox uh, um, model. The Somehow model. he got under there. I don't know how he's walking around. He, he ends up Because the prison cell was right down the hall from it. He switched. They showed it. So he switches pussy. What's her name? What's her last name? Galore. It's pussy. Pussy galore. Pussy galore. He, but just by kissing I, her, he or whatever. I must. Her the, I must be dreaming. Ah, uh, sorry. There must have been something big came up. But, <laughs> you know, ha, ha, ha. A lot of innuendo. I love okay. that stuff. That stuff's a riot. It is. It's a riot. If you. But at the time, they didn't do anything like that. That's my point. They were starving for entertainment at the time, and not thirteen-year-olds, because this. <laughs> so. But as you know, come on, as a movie, as a film, you have to look at it critically, yes or no? No. You, okay. A, a James Bond. Bond film, you want to look at it critically. They, well, yes. So if I, I compare it to Citizen Kane. I don't mean I don't mean yes, it all has to be right. listen, listen. I don't mean it all has to be perfectly real. But how do you I, it, okay. Again, oh one thing I want to talk about, you guys, I'm surprised you didn't bring it up. Was this is the I think this is the first Bond movie where the the the, the song at the beginning is used over the credits. Was this the first time that... The first one where they used a pop singer. Right. And no, she from actually Russia had to, to read pop. it. She had Russia to sing to it. Love had Pat, Pat Monroe. We're talking about Shirley Bassey, by the way. Russia. Totally iconic love. song. Right. Both Written by song. Anthony Newley. Yeah. Great but song. You should, the, you should hear the Anthony Newley version. I actually love, I love the song. But she actually had to sing it over the... She had to do it while the credits... I didn't hear that. She had to do it over the credits? She had to watch the credits because she was... There were certain things she was hitting as oh. as scenes were coming up. You know, gold, you know, because they did it over the... I didn't the know that. 
the gold body. They projected some of the film. Uh, that, gold that gold body was Dink. Dink. Yeah. No, what the happened masseuse. to Dink? Dink went away. She was the masseuse. Talk. Right. Pats her on, slaps her on the butt. Yeah. Right. She, she, was, did, the, she, she was, was also the gold, the gold, the gold, gold woman in the credits. But she wasn't the woman who got painted gold. No, she was no. the masseuse. Okay. That's anyway, uh, uh, Shirley. I understand it. I understand it's a classic. I love Sean gold. Connery. It's not about Sean Connery. Um, I just feel like it's it's silly. I understand silliness, but it's like so when Daniel on. Craig jumps from a crane to a I, train that, that got ripped apart, that's real. That I can buy. Oh yeah, that, no, I now, get it now. Now that I now get gives it. me that yeah. gets me going. So that's what Thir- you're looking for. Thirteen year old realism. Thirteen year old guy. I love. All me of just, a sudden, he's the six million dollar man, and that's you know real. What? It looks real to me. James okay. Bond. James Bond's supposed to be super, like the six million dollar man, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. That's what it turned into. Listen, I like the Daniel Craig movies. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, if you're, I, I mean, you're trying to look at this critically, like it's, uh, like it's not what it is. It's a James Bond movie, and it's the one that set the tone for the rest of them, including the Daniel Craig ones. To me, that's what makes it so classic. So many movies ripped this movie off. All the things that they did first. All these other movies take things from it. I totally see it. Even yeah, Solo. They borrowed it because it had like good elements. Doesn't mean it was like a good movie, but like it had a lot, did a lot of good things. Well, the thing is, this made more okay, money. Okay, I agree with that. This made more money in the week it came out than any movie up until that point. I mean, it was a huge hit because right. you know James Bond was hugely popular. I know that. Well, and I, listen, I love Diamonds Are Forever. Live and Let Die, even like Never Say Never Again, the one he did off, you know. Well, that had a great villain. Right. To me, this film is endlessly, this film is endlessly entertaining. You know, if only for Sean Connery, anytime Sean Connery is James Bond, I'm there, the worst Sean Connery. He's just entertaining. It's well-written. You know, it's, it was very fast directed for the time. It was, yeah. It was a big act. But to me, everything that's absurd about the film is what makes it fun. Like, uh, you know, great villains, odd job. Goldfinger, the, perhaps the least threatening physically of any of the Bond villains. You know, but he's great. It's a great performance. And he kills a lot of people in the movie, the villain. Yeah. And he cheats at golf. And he cheats at golf. I mean, yeah, I like him back. one of the big sequences is them playing golf. Right. Yeah. You know, so... And that's where Connery got film, his love of golf, by the way. That. I watched this film. I, it, to me, it's as entertaining today as it was in the beginning. To me, though, the thing that really shocks me about the movie today is just how, how sexist and rapey it is. Though this may not be the rapiest of the two. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, it's very rapey. rapey. She, very I rapey. mean, she wanted to go with him. How is that? Ra- not, no. uh, not Miss Galore. Miss Galore fought right to the very end. And then she oh, was, yeah. well, and she then, was a lesbian. Right. Well, all those girls were part of her circus. Galore's circus. But yeah. she ended up turning on her boss because... Because yeah. of the bond. She fell, she, <laughs> she fell for his charms. Right. And she, she was a strong, a strong female character, too. Yeah. I'm not buying it. We never see them doing anything. They always just like pan away and then pan back later. Well, I know know today. Today they would have shown him riding a ten-speed bike. You know what I'm saying? It's not. We're talking 1964. That's about as risque as you get. Yeah. 
But when but she was the president there, was quite in Washington, the president says he was quite satisfied. <laughs> oh, that's two of us. Right. 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 It's all the that. president oh. says he is completely satisfied. <laughs> but this was the car. Uh, this was the first time with the Aston Martin and all the different gadgets. Now, Cubby Broccoli, got, uh, when Guy Hamilton shot the cue scene, he didn't go through all the gadgets in the car. And Cubby Broccoli said, look, you have to explain all the gadgets in the car so people are thinking about it when they see the car during the chase, that they're anticipating things. And the, uh, Guy Hamilton did not want to do it. Finally, they went back and, and reshot it and uh, talked about the uh, ejection seat and went through everything. And, and Guy Hamilton says it was absolutely the right thing to do because during that chase scene, when he keeps thumbing the, the stick, everyone's thinking, when's he going to do it? When's he going to do it? So right. I thought that was neat. I never magic. heard that before. Magic filmmaking. It's magic. Yeah. yeah. And the other one was... Uh, many phallic symbols. <laughs> well, yeah. But the timer at the end, it said yeah. 007. Right. But the line he says right after that is there was only three clicks left because originally it was three seconds yeah. and Cubby Broccoli said it should show seven, yeah. but they didn't right. redo the dialogue. Geniuses. Geniuses. You're right. Hey, Cubby Broccoli is a smart guy. Smart Geniuses. Guy. No, I listen. He's got a great franchise. that's still going 25 films later, 24 and 25th coming up. Right. So plus two others that were off, off, uh, you know, off yeah. the brand, I guess. The bond identity. So uh, the they protect it. They, you know, they throw other actors at it. Pierce Bronson and um, um, who's in the scene? Timothy uh, uh, Dalton, uh, George Lazenby. George Lazenby, yeah. That was a Wait, serious one. You said one. something in the beginning. You said this was based on a TV movie. The only TV movie I know that they filmed. And Barry, Barry Nelson. Was, yeah, that was it. It, was okay, a it, wasn't, it wasn't Goldfinger. It was uh, Casino Royale. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, what I mean that this was the... Um, Fourth Bond movie. Okay, right. And his name was Jimmy Bond, not James Bond. Yeah. He was an American CIA agent. <laughs> you know, there was a real guy named Goldfinger. Did you read this in the IMDb? I did. I, I yeah. saw that. Where they asked Ian Fleming, he's going to sue you. He goes, yeah. all right, I'll change the name. I'll call him Goldprick. <laughs> <laughs> Gold oh, no. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it as Goldfinger. That's fine. But um, let, me, let, me just let me take a little diversion, if I may. Since I did do a blog about my 10 favorite James Bond films, let me give you my 10, start, my 10 starting at 10, working my way to one. I can't wait to hear this. Okay, number 10 is a film that any Bond film is going to shoot me for putting on here, but it's um, Casino Royale, the 1967 version. You know, With directed by Val Guest, Kenneth Hughes, John Huston, Joseph McGrath, and Robert Woody Allen. You know, so it's um, that that's number ten, and it's it's a comedy. They thought it was it was a flop, but I think now it's gained it's gained a reputation, a cult following. Yeah, and the next one would be number nine, Thunderball, which I believe was the next film. It after was Gold after. Mm -hmm. And then I go for number eight, Diamonds Are Forever, which I a believe Ralph and I saw in the theaters. Not yeah. at the same time. I think so. That was a, yeah, that was also mm -hmm. Sean Connery, seemingly his last film. He returned after, um, he was already out of the series, but he, uh, they went with, um, what's the guy's name? Um, George Lazenby. But late, they were, they were having problems with Lazenby, and Lazenby didn't want to be typecast. So he left, and they brought Bond back. They brought Connery back. 
number seven is A Man with the Golden Gun, which was also directed by Guy Hamilton. And so, by the way, was Diamonds Are Forever was directed by Guy mm-hmm. Hamilton. Um, so Gold, Man with the Golden Gun is probably my favorite Roger Moore one. It's probably the best Roger Moore movie. Not like, I okay. enjoy I'll, one of them better. I'll hear the rest later. of them. Probably the most serious. Yeah. Six is um, Tomorrow Never Dies, which is the um, Pierce Bro- my favorite of the Pierce Brosnan ones. Which isn't saying much. Well, my problem with Pierce Brosnan is, you know, <laughs> I thought he was fine as Bond, but I don't think the films, the writing, I don't think they had the grip on the movies at that time. So, um, and then number five, Russia from Russia with Love, the previous film to this one, which is a more serious movie and yeah. has a more realistic plot. And then number four, Casino Royale, the 2006 version, you know, which was uh, Daniel Craig's um, first role. And I thought he'd be great as Bond because I had just seen him in Layer Cake, yeah. which I thought was a Good movie, crime movie. I'm like, he could definitely play James Bond. And then number three, another Guy Hamilton Bond film, Live and Let Die, if only for the theme song. I like that movie, actually. Yeah, well, that was the one after um, Diamonds Are Forever, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. You know, it's kind of weird because it has, they, you know, I don't think they had a problem adjusting James Bond to the 70s because he had such a 60s mentality. And they really worked hard in Live and Let Die. They gave it that, the whole New York thing had that, Black exploitation thing yeah. that was very popular at the time. Yeah, for so, was a villain, right? It really yeah. had a trouble finding its its footing. But I really enjoyed that movie. It's not great. Number two, I don't know if John's going to like this one on there. It's Skyfall. Great movie, Daniel Craig. Oh my god! It's sort of like his origin story too. Yeah. You know, it's close as we'll ever get to an origin story for Bond. And then number one. Is there any surprise? Is there any wonder? Goldfinger, the film that created James Bond. So those are my um, top ten. I like the list. I you, like put, you put one. You put one up there at four or three that you said uh, not one of your favorites, but it's up there at number three. Well, no, um, it's um, Live and Let Die. Right. I don't think it's as good as Man with the Golden Gun, but it's more fun. Man with the Golden Gun has a better plot, better performances. But Live and Let Die is just like fun, well, that was goofy first, Bond. It's the first – that's the first Roger Moore one, Live and Let Die. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, right. it's it's just – it's you know, it's more fun. I tell you, as we talk about this, Diamonds Are Forever just keeps cropping up in my head. I, I, that movie I think I like more than I'm going to ever admit to Goldfinger for sure. There's the that scene action, where Jill St. John shoots a machine gun in her bikini. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, 13-year-old, I'm telling you, these movies are designed for 13-year-olds. Yeah, yeah that's why I did such great box office. Only uh, well, I, I get it. I get it. A lot of 13-year-olds out there, let me tell you something. Okay? Look at you and your tuxedo. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's just a typical Tuesday night for me. <laughs> Hassan. Hassan, how many of the James Bond films have you seen? I've seen uh, I've seen Casino Royale. Daniel Craig's so Casino Royale. What? Yeah, Daniel. What Craig. was the one after Casino Royale? Uh, so, so you've seen Daniel Craig and you've seen Sean Connery. Yeah. You haven't oh, seen he, any I, other one. 
Brosnan, but I heard everyone said he sucks. Yeah, and uh, Timothy Dalton. Uh, Timothy Dalton was actually pretty good. No, he was probably other than Daniel Craig. He was probably the most grounded of all the Bonds. Yeah, he was a little too. Quantum of Solace was another. Well, he wanted to play it that way, and it didn't work. That's not what people wanted, especially after Roger Moore, who, by the way, did huge box office. I saw an interview with uh, Sean Connery where the woman asked him, what do you think of the Roger Moore, uh, James Bond? And he said, don't like them. Too many gadgets, too many CG. No humor, he said. Bad writing. <laughs> no humor in the Roger Moore? He was like, no. maybe, he said, maybe he said bad writing. I don't know if he yeah. said no humor. That was a problem with the Roger Moore movies. But they asked uh, Roger Moore what, w- what was most intimidating about taking the role. He goes, well, that first time I say Bond, James Bond. Am I going to say it like me, or am I going to say it like Sean Connery said it with his accent? You know, but I, I liked Roger Moore. It was just it was just different. It was just so different. He was just they, they, he was too old for the role. He had to resort to humor because you just yeah because really yeah. it looked like he could actually beat somebody up. Yeah, yeah. and Roger Moore had too many dimples. Too many. Let dimples? my wife be not tell you that. What on his looking at on his, face? on his face? Yeah, where else? I don't know where else he'd be. The back of his legs, maybe? I don't know. Where are you talking to? <laughs> on his face? Oh. Oh. That too it, he was too good you know, he was just too good looking. Not rugged oh, enough. Roger Moore or Timothy Dalton? Face. You're he talking about Roger Moore? Face. Who had a baby face? Roger Moore. Roger. Okay. Mm. Right? How many did he Bond, do, by the know, way? Bond is gonna kill people. Yeah, exactly. Um, how many yeah, did he do? Uh, Moonraker, Spy Who Loved Me. Which, by the way, like John, I'm surprised you didn't put Spy Who Loved Me. I thought that was one. I thought that was the best Roger Moore version. Uh, Which one did he have sex in space? Was that Moonraker? That was Moonraker. Moonraker, Which, perhaps the worst Bond film. Well, because they completely changed it because of Star Wars. Yeah. Although I like Jaws. The worst. I mean, I did like Jaws. It's so funny. A lot of sharks in these movies. I noticed. Oh, I was Nick watching Nick. previews. Irvavia Chez played Nick Knack Ralph. Nick yeah, Nack. that was great. I forgot his name. Was Odd Job in so Odd Job was only in this movie, huh? Yeah. Although he I, did I, I do like the uh, uh Pussy Galore's Flying Circus of Lady Pilots. Yeah. Those were good. They All were men fun. in wigs. What? All men in wigs. Oh Oof. man, you just ruined it for me. Now, yep. What the hell? You or maybe at one point you can see Guy Hamilton said if you look real close when they're when they're landing, one of them's got a cigar in his mouth. I mean, when the, the scenes when they're flying, not when they're on the ground talking. No, to no, them. Ralph, oh. those were not guys in wigs. So. Okay. <laughs> not that they, I, either way, I don't care, but I'm just saying. They got in a lot I of know trouble. you don't care. They got in a lot of trouble uh, for that shot where they flew over Fort Knox. Yeah. Fort Knox, you, you, you got to be at uh, 5,000 feet. They were at 500 feet. And yeah, that scene right where, where they, uh, they gas all the soldiers, that was so realistic. Oof. Got me. Got me. Really got me, and then Felix when he wakes up, Felix the uh, CIA guy. He didn't Come wake on. up. They were faking. Can we talk, Sean? Seriously, they were faking. Let's talk about the up. scene. Let's talk about the scene where Goldfinger has Sean. They, they take him out of his jail cell so he can have. So they get, so someone comes up and says, "There's two guys with binoculars outside the fence." Goldfinger says, "Go get Bond out of the uh, jail. We'll bring him up here. We'll make him think everything's okay." Right. And he, yeah. he, they're drinking mint juleps. And... So what you're saying is the Bond villain is brilliant. <laughs> okay, I get it, Ralph. And then he lays out the whole plan to Bond, right? Everything. Right no, he lays it out to a bunch of people he was planning to kill anyway. Exactly. And he's right. going to kill the Bond, mafiosos. too. 
all the mafiosos. This is, I think, the beginning of the real monologuing, too. That's so famous now. Yeah. You mean when they give her the whole thing away? Yeah. That yeah. thing? They, they kind of do it in Doctor Who, well, no, but not quite. Yeah, because Bond ends up working it out. Yeah. And it impresses Goldfinger. Yeah. Very good. Keep going. Yeah. So, Hassan, you've seen this one. You, you remember seeing this one, but you've only seen the Daniel Craig versions late, lately? Uh, I... I saw Goldfinger for the first time like a couple weeks ago. Because of this, because of the podcast or the video cast, whatever we call this thing. Uh, because I was trying to watch, rewatch all the Bond movies. Oh, uh, really? Watch all the Bond movies because I haven't seen them. I heard like the three best ones were Goldfinger, Thunderball, and um, what's the one after Thunderball? Um, you only die, you only live twice. You only live twice. So those were the three on my list. Did you watch uh, all I think three? I saw Quantum Solace. I think I saw Quantum That's Solace. That's uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, those were the only ones I've seen like a long time ago. But like all those images are all like used in so many things. They're all ripped uh, off like so many things. That's so, like, what makes it so brilliant. Well, it, it, listen, yeah, yeah. Like that's what a classic movie does. You know, it helps other movies be great. Yeah, you only steal from the classics. Then. You only steal from the classics. Let me ask Hassan a question. Hassan, who do, what do you think? Uh, who do you think is the better James Bond, Sean Connery or Daniel Craig? Uh, I'd say Sean Connery. Uh, I only I when I watched the ones with Daniel Craig, I still like knew it wasn't the same James Bond. Like even the image of James Bond, I knew. Instantly, and like I didn't see that when I saw Daniel Craig's, but like Sean Connery, I was like, "Oh yeah, I see." It's like uh, Bewitched when they switch the Darrens out. You you always remember the old Darren. No, but if you notice what they're doing when when they first did the Craig ones, they wanted to stay away from classic Bond. They went away from that, and then as they did more and more movies, they started going back. Because if you remember, the first time he gets off at a martini, shaking not stirred, I think he tells the bartender to f off or something like that. Yeah. Then they went to the Aston Martin. He started to dress a little differently, more like the old Bond. So, I, I mean, they, there's a reason why they do that. Because he wasn't classic Bond in the first couple of movies. And I like the movies. Don't get <laughs> right. me wrong. But I, I still say it's the Bourne supremacy. It's the I understand. But you could not do uh, – Sean Connery will always be the original, the only James Bond. Uh, the even best. I admit that. The best. He, he, he's the original. You couldn't do that now his that sort of stuff he did and that's why daniel craig was uh, the, the guy his Austin Powers does it what's that Austin Austin Powers. Powers. that's 100% really well. yeah and so does macgyver and everybody else that's spoofing james bond macgyver macgyver mcgruber i'd like to do that movie <laughs> that's a good one you know who loves that movie i read yesterday that movie crashed. um christopher nolan thinks that's one of the best they're, oh, they're, let's, let's get him. Let's get him on our podcast. Oh, yeah. We're getting off track, but Netflix is talking about making a MacGruber series. Right. That's what. It. That's what the article is about. There's already a MacGruber series. No, there isn't. Not a MacGruber. MacGyver. Hmm. There's oh. a real MacGyver series. MacGruber is not MacGyver. Well, it'll be a series based on the movie. Yeah. MacGruber. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the Sunday Night Live skit. Yeah. Anyway, yes, we digress. Sean Connolly will always be the original James Bond. The, the OG. He's literally the OG. But that doesn't mean you could take that and plant that here in 2020. You're right, Ralph. And you couldn't make Gone with the Wind now either. But well, what the okay. hell is that well, going to do with anything? That's true. That's you know as racist. That is a as racist. A movie of its time, it's, a, it's still a great movie. You don't, 
I mean, uh, you could take uh, uh, Birth of a but Nation. you have to watch One of the things. greatest movies ever made. You could never show that today. But you, you have to. It's not one of the things. greatest movies it ever is. made. Just because you can't take it. No, it is. Because no one did that in film. What he did in that film. Nobody did that. But you make it a great movie. Just That's what makes it a great film. It changed film. Not that it was a great movie, but. It changed film? It did. Of course it did. Mm. Epic storytelling, uh, big budget, long. Everything was shorts back then. No one did anything like that. You're saying in 1964 there were no long movies? No, 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 no. We're talking Birth of a Nation. (laughs) What are you talking about? You want to go back a little in the conversation? I I must have fallen asleep. Sorry. We're talking about what makes this a great film. And you're saying, well, you couldn't make this today. You couldn't make 90% of the movies. I know. I know. Blazing Saddles. You couldn't do Blazing Saddles today. You couldn't do Animal House. You couldn't do Animal House. You're right. You couldn't do My Fair Lady. He treats her so badly. 30 years from now, think Animal House. Who knows how I'm going to feel about that? Probably not. But I guess here's my problem. I can't take myself out of contemporary thought. And I'm I not saying it. the woke stuff. I'm not talking about the oh, woke stuff. But that's obviously. what you say. No, no, no. Technically, I'm, ta- I'm talking the story. Te- I mean, the stuff we get away with in those old movies, the stuff you would, I mean, come on. Well, because everything now has got to be, well, has got to be much more realistic, right? It's got to be much more, even look, are you talking about Christopher Nolan? What, what made the Dark Knight? Why did so many people want to go see The Dark Knight that normally wouldn't go to a comic book movie? Because he tried to ground it in reality as much as he could. And That's what people expect today. They didn't expect that. No one no, saw no, it. No, they no, wanted no. Escape Listen to me. I, I, just, I just mentioned a movie called MacGruber, right? Yeah. Which is completely farcical. Right. Has no, 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 no reality at all. No basis in any reality. And I love that movie. But okay? it's, a, it's a comedy. It's a ripoff. I mean... I got it. I'm it's just not saying. Apple to apple. I'm just saying, me personally. So you could not. Someone who likes James Bond, maybe not Sean Connery. You could not recommend this movie to them. I haven't said that yet, have I? Well, I think. I think. I haven't said what my recommendation. Wait, really I want to hear be. from Hassan because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Okay. I think part of I think part of what makes a great movie a great movie is being able to like watch it again. At any time, like being able to take it out of time and rewatch it and still get like, and still see it uh, like as a good movie, uh, is depending no matter what time it is, uh, shows like how good of a movie it is. Uh, yeah, and, and you uh, know what? We I all agree with that. Yeah, last week, Wojo's uh, Hudsucker Proxy, greatest movie. She's seen it fifty-eight times. John, classic. No, it's what you I'm like. Obviously, I I, I completely I completely understand. You know, and, and I understand why people like this character and like these movies. I'm just saying I have a h- tough time separating myself from. What's your favorite Bond movie? I told you, Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die. No, I'm sorry. Diamonds are forever. When's but... the last time you saw that movie? <laughs> Probably 1974. Okay, let me make a recommendation. And let me finish. I let want you finish. to watch that movie again yeah. and come back next week and tell me if you still love it. I saw the preview. I want to see it again. You saw the trailer. The trailer, because I love those two women that beat the <laughs> shit out of him. There's two oh, women that are John, cover that mouth. flopping around. And I love Skyfall. Bambi and Thumper. Bambi and Thumper. I thought Skyfall was amazing. I got to watch it. was Skyfall. amazing. And, you know, that's the one with Harvey Bardem, right? Wait, wait. Sean, what'd you say? It was amazingly tolerant for having the gay hit, man. 
Can I say something? Yes. Of course. What I, I found interesting about this James Bond uh, movie is it opened up a whole world, you know, the spies. We didn't know anything about spies, right? And subsequently, you go through your life, and I don't know about you guys, but I um, would, like, go onto campus or something, in, in, uh, and I would have this imagination that a spy was following me or something. Like, <laughs> no way are they going to do that, but... That was you know, it put me in the mindset. And then when I was working in a place um, that was sort of sensitive, you know, to get in there, you had to like go through a security guard and then you had to go through another security guard but a wand in with your badge and you had to wand in again. I would be thinking, da-da-da-da, the whole time. <laughs> I would say that as a matter of fact. And, you know, I know they were watching. They are probably watching me on camera and thinking, what is she doing? <laughs> well, you, they could hear what you were Were you singing that out loud? Or was it just in your head? Because all this stuff, you know, to to get into the secure place, you had a you had a badge into the the campus. Yeah. Then you had a badge into the. They had to check your car going into the garage, and then once you got back behind the garage, you come up, and then you had there was another secure place you had a badge into, and then you got into the lab. So it was sense, it was so you felt like you were going into a, either the, the a spy headquarters or the exactly. villain the lab. Get like, smart wasn't get smart a spoof of all this too? Of course it was. Okay, I would sing the theme song to that. Right. No, I'm I, okay. Right, uh, John. Right. I'm not woke, but that scene where you they, are. But I got a couple more fun facts. The okay. uh, the opening scene where you see Bond in the barrel of the gun. Yeah, it was actually the stunt man. Right. His stunt man who was also the guy that got thrown in the tub and had the electrical thing thrown Shocking. in, which he Shocking. burned his leg. He burned his leg on that. Oh. And also, odd job, when he grabbed the thing at the end and got zapped, he held on to it too long. And they only did it in one take. He burned his hand because he uh -huh. held on because the director never yelled cut. Did they actually electrocute him in that? Well, I mean no, but the, the, the pyrotechnics they used burned his hand. <laughs> and, and, and the director was so into the scene, he didn't yell cut. And he held on to it, even though it was burning his hand. And he was and a he mute, so he couldn't scream, right? Not, well, Ooh. not in the movie. Right. Uh, he has no dialogue. But I also saw on YouTube a, a Vix Formula 44 commercial with him playing Odd Job. He's got a bad cough, and he's going by fences. He's going, ooh, and he's smashing fences till he takes the Vix Formula 44. Not bad for a guy with no lines of dialogue. Well, he became pretty famous in his home country because of yeah. this movie. Well, he, he was famous before that. He was a wrestler. Oh. In Korea. He was a wrestler in Korea. So, But he became a movie star after this. It's hard to, it's hard to argue against. This, you know, it's been in our consciousness now since, when was the first one? 1960 what? Or 50? 60, 61. 62. Well, 60. 58. 58 was the Casino Royale. On I mean, it's there. So it's, it's, it's in our DNA, and I understand that. But I guess I can't watch it. You know, I will go back, and I'm going to watch Diamonds Are Forever. And you might and think see how I react. Time. I still think Jill St. John will get me all worked up. Well, okay, but that's, that's for a different reason. That's because you're acting like a 13-year-old boy. That's how that's the Bond mentality. I think Goldfinger is way better than that movie. Come on, that first scene where the Felix walks over and what – was, what was it? You said the woman's name, the, the, therapy, the massage Dink. therapist. Dink, Dink. Okay, Dink, it's man's business now. Go ahead. I get yeah, it. Pretty little. So to hear. Yeah. But by it. the way, you complained about green screen, right? So the only scene, terrible green screen. The I only thing that was about. filmed in Miami was Felix Leitner walking by the pool. Right. And and the exterior shots. Everything else was shot in Pinewood Studios with plates because Connery couldn't go. And Guy Hamilton said 
it was the thing that irritated him about the movie more than anything else were the back plates they used for the Miami scenes. It's and not the like they had scenes. Yeah, I mean, he's, it, it was terrible. Because, and this, was, this budget was bigger than the first two movies combined. So they had more money, but they couldn't do it timing-wise. So you that I like about the James Bond films now is that there are a few big stunt films where you still use practical stunts, where they flip over, still flip over real yeah. cars. You know, everything is so CG, you right. know, Fast and Furious and things like that. It's all just... Well, you also believe Daniel Craig could kick somebody's ass, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, those first couple of movies, that, that bathroom fight that he has in the first one, I think... I mean, you, he, he was savage in those fight scenes. Yeah. And you couldn't see Connery or Well, that's Moore. where the born. that's the born. scene. That's what I mean. Yeah, that, I know me, that. I know that. But that's, you had to do that now. You it's couldn't. much more born than it is because that's what audiences want. They don't want Sean Connery born. You brought up the fight with Oddjob as some, like, great stunt thing that it Sean was. Connery did. I, no, no. <laughs> but you're, you're having your hero of the movie getting thrown all over the place. I know. I know. Which, you know, so. I know. You'll be and surprised. Oddjob was such a classic character. You Absolutely. Right. All right, Sean, what's your review? What's my review? And be nice, okay? What do you mean? Um, I think... Um, what is it? Yippee. What's yippee, your review? yippee ki yay 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 Always with the three A's. Yippee-ki-yay. Okay. Hassan, this is our new rating system. It's either yippee ki yay or yippee ki nay Oh. Uh, that's it? Yes or no? Yeah. It's either, what do you mean, yes or no? Yippee-ki-yay or yippee-ki-nay? Uh, yippee it's a classic. It's a classic, and it it had a, it was very entertaining, but I'm going to have to give it a yippee-ki-nay. Oof. Ooh, well, I, didn't that I didn't see that oh, one coming. I didn't see that one coming. Coming on strong. You confused me there. I'm not going like, to lie. I don't think it's like All right, a great John Quattrucci. Quattrucci. you know how I feel about this movie. Yes, we know. Let me just say this. Yippee Kaye. Yippee Kaye. Yeah. Right. Yippee Kaye. Here's yippee my review. I say Yippee Kaye because I understand it's a classic. I say if you've got a 13 year old mentality, great. Keep that going because it'll keep you young and happy. Uh, this is written for 13 year olds by a guy who wanted to be a super spy. This was in his, you know, and I understand it's the OG. Terrible execution and kind of boring if you wait, watch wait, it. Wait, wait, Ralph, are we supposed to give our yippee ki and then wax on for five minutes after it? Uh, it's my show, because so yeah. You, you I'm going to wax on and wax off all year old. I want. You said it's written for a 13-year-old, and I heartily disagree wax with that. On. I didn't say written for a 13-year-old. I said it's written for a 13-year-old mentality. Okay? Admit it. That's what we all talk about. We know why we like these movies. We all want to be able to bed the girl and kick the guy and all that. Come on. I just want to be able to save the country. That's, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today's show. We don't Great know show. the movie for next week. We'll sort that out. Down yeah. There. Don't forget, subscribe, notifications, leave a comment. Love to hear from you. We've done a list of our top 10 movies you want to do. We haven't seen Hassan, you haven't sent your list in yet. Right. Sean, great list, by the way. Thank you. Great list from you, too. Thank you. Oh, you, 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 two, you two stop it. You two I can't to wait to see it. Ralph's list. Listen, let's redo Where the does counselor. Where's Schindler's list? Oh, yeah, what about Schindler's list? Uh, I, no, I can't. Ugh. Too depressing yeah. for me. Too depressing. Can't Great yeah. movie, but too depressing. Yeah, that's a that's be a tough one. We don't I know. We'll do. It's unbelievable how good at sex James Bond is. How good what? At sex. At sex? It's well, James Bond. 
You got to do well, what you got to do inside. Especially yeah. in the spy industry. Hassan, right. you got to do what you got to do for God and country. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Plus, he's got a license to kill. We didn't even talk about that. I mean, that's the whole. He kills everybody. Well, he's a double O. That implies he's got a license to kill. See, but that's a double O eight has it too. No, I think if you're a true Bond fan, this, as you know, this is your number one on your list, right, Sean? There's a reason. Yeah, for well, number that, so. one, baby. Right. Okay. Well, Can there I you go. Ask my wife a question. Of course. Yeah. Debbie. Yeah. Who is the sexiest James Bond? Sean Connery. Who's the second sexiest? Daniel Craig. Third. Well, he's really putting you on the spot, Debbie. I'm going to say Dalton. That's surprising. I thought she was going to go with Pierce Brosnan. Or Pierce. The, Dalton or Pierce. Pierce. They're the same guy. They're the same. Uh, he's Remington Steele to me. That's it. Yeah. David but, Niven not even on that list? No. You know, David. That David Niven was up for that because he was so uh, a gentleman. Well, he wasn't up for it. That's who Ian Fleming wanted. But Yeah. Well, I mean, the magic- at that point, he wasn't box office. Yeah. Yeah. He really wasn't. But somebody's so slight. Now, I think of David Niven as, like, very um, uh, seasoned and, you know, but I don't know a young David Niven, except for... Um, Sean, I have a question for you, then. Yes. <clears throat> What's your favorite Bond girl name? Oh, 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 I love Pussy Galore. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God. Doesn't that say it all right there? Who was yeah. some of the other ones? What was... Um, I said Onomatop. Is, what was that... Zena on a top. Zena on a top. She was uh, a good, good actress. That Doctor Doctor Goodhead. Yeah, right. <laughs> that Goodhead. was Denise Richards. Who was Denise Richards? Was Denise Richards? Goodhead? Oh, she was Christmas something. Oh, her name. But that that. Uh, mm. Not a good. Oh, bad movie. acting in that How movie. About the um, what's her name? Uh, Ursula Andress. Ursula. Yeah, Ursula Andress. In the first one, I forgot. Oh, I love Ursula Andress. So they dubbed her voice though. They did. Oh yeah, but you think Pussy Galore wins the uh, name contest? Yeah, well, that's, I mean, how do you? Bikini. Dark hair. In which? In what? The orange bikini coming out. Orange bikini. Dark. Oh, Holly Berry. Holly Berry. Holly Berry. Yeah. yeah. Mink. Uh, she was Jinx. Jinx. Her name was Jinx. Yeah. That's not even dirty. She no. She was an agent. That's why. What was yeah. Jill St. John's movie in Diamonds Are Forever? We know her, uh, her name. Um, oh, yeah, she had a cute name too. When I say cute, I mean sexist. <laughs> how about the one? How about that movie when he's at the casino? Hi, I'm Plenty. Yeah, yes, you are. <laughs> and he throws her out the window into the I'm pool. Plenty, she says, "I'm Plenty O'Toole." Oh, named after your father. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this, Hassan. Right? These are great names. Uh, <laughs> I'm checking out. <laughs> okay, we lose one. All right. Well, if he's checking right. out, well, listen, they're only watched for nine minutes anyway. Yeah, so. we lost him. Eight minutes ago. We're fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. All right, well, who's picking the next movie? We don't know. We'll have to discuss it. We'll discuss it offline. Okay. Okay. We'll pick a good one though. Thanks for listening. Somebody Thanks will. for watching, everybody. All right. Please subscribe to on iTunes and YouTube. Yeah, Hassan, and, good to uh, see you again. Twitter, whatever. Nice seeing you guys. All right, guys. Yeah. Tiffany Dan, Case. Give us John. Give us a good Bond ending line. Let's go. Get, uh, <laughs> no, I expect you to die. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's a Goldfinger. That's perfect. That'll work. That's good. He did. I mean, it's sing gold. Oh, by the way, who's playing guitar on Goldfinger on the recording? Jimmy uh, Page. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. A young really? Jimmy Page, studio musician. 
Didn't know I have that. to say, Godfrey was a great song. It's a good song. He was getting his lead out on that. Yeah, he did get his lead out. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Stay safe, and we'll see you yeah, next you time. All right. Take yeah. care, everybody. Bye. Bye now. Bye. Yeah. Keep smiling until you're off.